Hello and welcome to the Glory Glory podcast. I'm your host as always, Kyle Quinn. And we're, I'm back today after I've been away on holiday for two weeks. So sorry about the lack of podcasts for all our listeners. But we're back after uh, entertaining 2-1 win over West Ham. Uh, lots of drama at the end. Um, Nigel's back with me again today. What was your thoughts on the game, Nigel? I thought it was a disappointing game. A bit of drama, as you said, at the end of the game. But... Uh... It was hard won, and uh, they could have said that they deserved a point on the basis of 90 minutes. So it uh, it's always good to keep the record going. I think that's 29 away games undefeated, but still it wasn't a really top-class performance in my view. No, I don't think so. Um, but there was some good individual displays. Um, the goalkeeper, obviously, um, Ronaldo and Lingard when he came on, and I think yeah, one, two others. Who, who really impressed you then on the day? Uh, well, uh, the combination again between Bruno and, and Ronaldo looks very, very promising. They're both classy players and they're beginning to read each other's play. I mean, they're both play for the same international team. So that's always a good thing. But the general pattern, once we once we can't get around the back of teams, that's there doesn't seem to be a plan B from the manager. It seems to be... Uh, I mean, the goal that Matic combined with Lingard, the second goal, that was something different. At least that was that was changing what was already on the pitch for 60, 70 minutes. So we have to step up a level if we're going to compete with Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea, I think. Yeah, his subs in midweek were obviously called into question. The, the, he, he made a lot of defensive subs once he went down the 10 men and then he brought on a striker for a midfielder in the 89th minute, which made no sense. But we got we questioned the subs again yesterday. He took off Pogba and Greenwood, brought on Lingard and Sancho, and ultimately it got us the result in the end. So I suppose he deserves a wee bit of praise for that. Yes, well, I mean, uh, Lingard had got quite a bit of a, a drubbing in the press and the media about his back pass during the week at, at uh, Young Boys. So uh, the manager was brave enough to be loyal to him and stuck with him, and it certainly paid off, you know. With regard to Pogba, he started the game really, really well. We've seen with his assists already this year that he's, he's playing a lot better, but he, he did get a, a late foot from one of the West Ham players, and I think he went off because they were saving him, because they need to protect him, because they, they need him, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's playing really well, and, and, and not only the, the assist that he's getting, but he, he seems to be working really hard as well. He's putting in a lot of tackles, which we don't normally associate with Pogba. Um, why do you think that is? I think it's self-motivational. I think his uh, agent is yet again starting to talk to the press that he may go back to Juventus or he may go to Barcelona. So this is, a, a if he doesn't sign for us, a big, big money, and he wants big, big money, uh, obviously, he's got to sell himself to the big clubs that are looking at him. So he's de- he's definitely up this game, but he he has his own reasons for doing that. We would like to think it's purely for the sake of the team that we support, but I'm not convinced. For me, I think the only clubs that have a better chance of winning the silverware and either in the, in the league or the Champions League than us are City, Chelsea, and Bayern. You can't go to City or Chelsea from United. Um, Baron uh, wouldn't. I don't think they'd be interested in him. I don't think they'd be willing to pay his wages or any potential transfer fee involved if he if he does sign a new deal. And um, Barca and Real Madrid, they're 
they're not going to be the same in the next five years because they're they're very very short of cash at the moment and they're, they're more in the business of particularly Barcelona in the business of selling players rather than buying them so I don't think there's any point in going there Juventus you talked about going back there they're they're in the relegation zone in Syria so <laughs> I think he might as well stay where he is if if he wants to win yeah I agree with your analysis completely However, I think the agent wants his cut of fees and he'll be trying his damnedest to see if there are any clubs anywhere where he can get a, a big cut out of whatever deal is agreed. But if if we keep winning games and he enjoys the fact that we're there, thereabouts at the top of the league, maybe he will change his mind. But it's hard to forget the three years where he was just a notional member of the squad and injured all the time and didn't really care for the club. So yeah, there's a balance there to be struck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's come on to uh, David De Gea now. He said, uh, I think he's had a brilliant start to the season. Uh, I think a lot of us had written him off uh, at, uh, at the end of last season, especially after the Europa League final debacle. I thought that Henderson would probably become number one this season. But obviously Henderson has not featured yet due to uh, being out with COVID. Um, so De Gea was the obvious choice to be number one. And I think he's had a superb start this season you could argue that he's, he's almost back to his best he's even saving penalties now which we don't associate with the guy so what was your views on the guy's performances so far this season oh uh, he's come back renewed and invigorated he's he's come back to training early according to the manager and he knew that his place was under threat so he's taken that challenge up you can see that he's he's more focused when he talks after the game like he did last night uh, talking about the penalty save he really seems up for it and uh, he knows that there's a genuine threat there and he has to get back to where he was and certainly the, the early four or five games in all competitions he's been outstanding and he deserves his number one place at the moment um, Do you think that he will play in midweek or do you see someone like Heaton or Henderson coming in to play in the, the cup game against West Ham? Always difficult to call with Ollie. Nobody seems to be able to read what team he'll select week on week. But uh, personally, I, I, I would give him a, a rest and, and play somebody else. I, I don't think that Henderson's quite available. As you say, Heaton may be given a chance. He has a lot of experience at the top level, and we're talking about a League Cup match at home. So when both teams will make a lot of changes. So I don't think it would be a big risk playing the second goalkeeper in that fixture. Well, like you mentioned already, I think Bruno had a superb game yesterday. Uh, he's just he's just at his absolute best at the moment, and and very rarely is he not. Um, he's a very creative player. That that assist for Ronaldo against Young Boys was absolutely magnificent, and his performance yesterday was another eight out of ten for me. Uh, what was your thoughts on him? Oh, he's very very good. He's he's totally in control of the area of the pitch, and he's bringing more players into the game. We were excited last season when he was uh, bringing Cavani into the game and they were beginning to strike the partnership that he's now now uh, having with uh, Ronaldo. But uh, the fact that they play in the same international team must be a help. And uh, Bruno's a very ambitious player, so he'll be wanting to create chances for all our forwards all over the pitch, and he's certainly good enough to do that. Well, Ronaldo... Is off to a great start. That's four goals in three games. Um, he was written off by members of the press once he joined United. The same ones that were enthusiastic, enthusiastic about him being City's number nine. All of a sudden, he was past it when he was joined United. But he's, despite being thirty-six years old, he, he's continuing to prove all the doubters wrong, isn't he? No, oh, he certainly is. He's got the quality. The goals per game ratio 
speaks for itself, really. Uh, my primary concern about Ronaldo is the, the level of service. I had hoped that Sancho would be a regular contributor to the goals that he, Ronaldo, would score and they would develop some sort of... Uh, but he, he's not been, been afforded that opportunity by the manager, so he's dependent on feed, feed through from, from Bruno. So if we're going to compete with those top three teams that you talked about there in England, uh, we're going to have to get somebody in the right-hand wing playing the crosses for Ronaldo, and he'll bury them if he gets a chance. Yeah, you would like to think long-term that uh, Sancho will come into the starting eleven. He's obviously lacking a bit of form and fitness. He didn't play much over the summer and didn't have much of a pre-season. But uh, all he is, is he, he, in the young boys game, he sacrificed him after the red card and he, he didn't start yesterday. So he's just, he just finding it really hard to get going at the moment. He, but he needs a run of games, like you say, doesn't he? No, he does indeed. He does indeed. And he needs the support of the manager. When the manager started the season playing a right-footed right winger on the left side of the pitch, he's not doing the player any good because he, he just didn't look comfortable there. The start in the first half, while he wasn't great against uh, young boys, he certainly looked better than he did on the other side of the pitch. So let the manager give him a, a long a long run on the play, side of the pitch where he wants to play, and I'm sure he'll produce the goods. Uh, another thing that I would really love to see is Ronaldo playing alongside Cavani. Um, two absolute big names in football, um, even though they're in their mid-30s. Um, but all he seems to be indicating that Cavani's role is going to be from the bench, and that would be very disappointing. I want to see these two playing together. Uh, do you? Oh, absolutely. It's very exciting, even the thought of those two. I mean, class is permanent. And add, add the goals of those two players, and, and you'll see uh, some record. And Cavani wants to play. When he's fit, he wants to play 90 minutes. He just doesn't want to be an impact player. And personally, I think it would be an insult to him to just bring him on for 20 minutes every game and not start him in any game. But you need a manager who's prepared to take risks. And, and uh, it would be a risk with the, the, the poor midfield that we have, especially in the defensive midfield area. Uh, but uh, there are teams where you can certainly afford to play both of them up front, I would have thought, and, and excite the crowd and get plenty of goals. You mentioned the defensive midfield position. Again, Fred uh, had a very poor game, giving the ball away, yeah, not, able to, not able to get close to people, and falling on his ass uh, in the build-up, I think, to West Ham's goal. Um, on, on the flip side, Declan Rice was absolutely superb yesterday and really showed us what we're missing. And hopefully either in January or in the summer, we can sign Rice for whatever fee it takes, 100 million, 80 million, whatever it is, and get Rice into our team and, and ship Fred out. What was your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Fred, Fred is just uh, a total write-off now, in my view. He's just a weak link. And I've said previously in these podcasts that the manager will go down by supporting inferior players who aren't really good enough to be in our squad. He's very loyal to poor players. Whilst Declan Rice, everybody in the country can see game on game, whether at international level or in the Premier League. He's a box-to-box midfielder, competitive, very rarely gives the ball away and has the ability to set up chances for others. So, yeah, let's get that player as soon as possible, hopefully in January. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Erling Haaland coming in uh, for over 100 million. But we've got Cavani, Greenwood and Ronaldo, who can all play number nine. And, but in midfield, we're, we've only got only defensive midfielder. If he even is a defensive midfielder, is McTominay, who, who's any good. 
Uh, Maddox is obviously you know passes best now, and that leaves you with, with with Fred, and we know he's just a total liability. So that has to be the priority position for me above signing a number nine. What do you think? Oh, I agree. I agree entirely. With with options there at the moment, exciting options, and Greenwood can learn from both Ronaldo and Cavani now. We didn't think we'd have that option this season. That the late signing of Ronaldo was a real boost. So that you can see it in the crowd. The, the shirt sales, everything to do with the club has got a lift by his return to Old Trafford. And Greenwood is a quality player, can score with both feet, and he learned very quickly seeing these guys in training and on the pitch beside him. Uh, just, a, just a general point about yesterday. I, I hear talking about referees. Martin Atkinson was an absolute disaster yesterday. Uh, have, having watched back the highlights on Master Day 2, um, Ronaldo should have had two penalties and uh, Suchik for West Ham should have had one when Wambasaka fouled him but he failed to give any of those uh, penalties even the, the show handball VAR had to intervene there he didn't even see that he, he's he's a disastrous referee I think he's even worse than Mike Dean and uh, I know there's no upper ease limit now on the referees they can, can retire whenever they want to but I, I think he needs to seriously consider walking away now because no, no top level referee should miss that Wamasaka foul on Chuchik. It was absolutely appalling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they, they, they all get assessed week on week. I mean, surely if he's uh, producing continual bad performance as a referee, that'll be taken on board. But certainly he wasn't good yesterday. And uh, we don't want to be relying on, on the computer system all the time. We want referees who can see things quickly, be up with the game and, and make the right decisions. Yeah, I don't say much about the VAR darn England either. The fact that he didn't intervene in, in, in so many of them calls. And then he, he, he did eventually at the end. Uh, but thankfully... The guy managed to save his first penalty in 40. He didn't, he hadn't saved any of his last 40 spot kicks. Um, Mark Noble came on, who's a very reliable penalty taker for West Ham. It was a bold decision by David Moyes, but ultimately it, it backfired. With he had no, he didn't, he had no warm up routine done. He came on cold and his penalty was poor, uh, and the guy saved it. Uh, and the celebrations were wild in, in the away end. It was like United had scored a late winner. Uh, they were that elated. So, uh, what was your thoughts on that? Well, you live by your results, and, and obviously Moyes uh, made a big decision and it didn't work out for him, and he'll be hammered for that at home. But uh, the, the confidence, I mean, the head talked post-match about he'd felt very badly about the EuroLeague final and his record of saving penalties. So he's absolutely elated to have finally saved one and he, he he feels he's on the top of his game now and wants to be a part of this side. So the, the, in a small way, it sort of helps us in the long term because you could see how the players all went to the goalkeeper at the end of the game and the fans, as you, as you rightly say, were really, really elated by that. So let's look onwards and upwards for De Gea and the, and the defence. Yeah, um, the guy has definitely improved. Um, Varane has been a, an amazing addition. Um, he impressed me again yesterday. Um, uh, Mombasaka definitely had improved performance yesterday um, in, in the offensive third as well. Maguire, though, was extremely shaky yesterday. He, he, he gave away uh, a chance to West Ham where he was he was sat upon by two West Ham attackers and he he panicked and gave the ball away. And I think Varane made a block on the line to, to stop West Ham scoring. It 
Maguire just hasn't impressed me so far this season. Um, he's, he's looking like he has a bit of a Euros hangover. Um, if, if we're going to win the league, he needs to be you know performing at Varane's level, but it's whether or not he is capable of that. We know he's a, he's a good defender on his day, but he's just not on Varane's level, is he? Well, he looks overconfident to me. It's he gets so much, uh, such a build up from the manager that he's this sort of uh, superb centre half who leads by example and doesn't make any mistakes. As you rightly said yesterday, he made two or three uh, mistakes that could have been really costly. And like our back four, I think there's a lot of work needs to be done. They're not closing down players. That's why we're conceding goals deflections. Yesterday it was Varane, but. If you look over the last two or three seasons when salzgar has been there, we're, we're giving goals away with players sticking out their legs and it's deflected. The goalkeeper had no chance with that deflection. But the fullbacks in particular need to get closer to the man to stop the crosses coming in. So there's a lot of work needs to be done in the back four, in my view. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely the best back four we've had in a long, long time. But there the, the are issues. And sadly, I think the, the, the captain is probably the main issue. Um Luke Shaw defensively is questionable at times. We know he's a wonderful player going forward, but like you always point out, he, he doesn't cut out the cross. He doesn't get close enough to block the cross. And we've seen examples of that again yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, I think, is it something to do with his fitness this early in the season? Having had his holiday after the Euros, he certainly doesn't seem to be able to keep up. He's wonderful talent going forward. He's now designated with taking corners from both sides of the pitch. But certainly, you need to be your fitness needs to be of a certain level to get us close. But Wandersaka was the same yesterday. He was standing off the, the guy on the left, and uh, he's much much better defensively than Shaw. But there needs to be a bit of work done. Let's let's get uh, work done closing down people and cutting out crosses, which can cause damage. Yeah, we had an enormous amount of corners yesterday. Most of them taken by Shaw, some by Bruno. They were all put into a good area. And we have a team full of men who are six foot four, six foot five, and we didn't manage to to, to score any headers. I, I'm not sure we even got any on target. It was very that was a disappointing element to the performance. Um, like going forward, I really want to see us score goals from corners because we've got good corner takers now, and we've got a very very tall team, and we should be be scoring from corners regularly. Yes, uh, I, you made the point yesterday and it was quite right about maybe there's one too many in there. There seems to be, you know, even with Pogba, there's a, a huge man offensively, but he doesn't win. And the, there's not a lot of space there. Maguire seems to be telling Varane to go to the near post for corners and he'd stick at the back post, but it isn't working. They need to keep working on that. But maybe there's one too many big men. If you have Varane and Maguire and Pogba, uh, the space is limited and they, they'll know that the injured men we need to work on that and vary it a little front post and back post that we're, so we're not becoming predictable as to Maguire's going to head most of the balls you know yeah and you've got McTominay and Ronaldo in there as well yeah um, yeah I, I expect you know as the season goes on to see us score goals from corners I mean Maguire's always scoring uh, for England from corners I want to see him do it more for United Absolutely. Maybe if he got one, it would set him up and he would get his confidence back. But he didn't. He had one header that went wide. The one header he did get, at, he didn't, as you say, no headers were on target, which is very disappointing. What did we have? 11, 12 corners in the game and we couldn't get one save from the goalkeeper. 
Yeah, and, and unfortunately, most of the headers are won by West Ham defenders. I know they're they're quite a tall team themselves, as David Moyes does like to put together a tall team. Um, but we were equally as tall and we couldn't win many of the headers and ones that we did were not on target. So disappointing uh, from that point of view, but hopefully going forward, we, we, we can improve on that and, and score goals from corners because, you know, it's, it's, it's always vital to get goals from set pieces. They'll win you matches. And so... We'll come on to the, the player ratings now. Um, the guy is obviously going to be a very high score. Oh, he's 8 out of 10 for me. He uh, And the penalty save was was just outstanding. Very strong hand, the way he pushed it away. Obviously, he had to uh, very quickly adapt to their specialist penalty taker coming off the bench to take the penalty. But uh, whilst we were not hopeful because, as he said himself post-game, that he hadn't saved a penalty in 40 attempts, so it was a wonderful save and it certainly helped his confidence and the players around him look, look inspired by that. So it's a very important win. We didn't think we were going to get three points yesterday. So let's let's move on positively. But he certainly was a good eight for me in that, in that game. Uh, Juan Basaka, um, he set off in midweek, uh, which ultimately cost us the, the, the points in, in the Champions League. But he I thought he had a... An improved performance yesterday. I thought he did. He did well. Um, I think offensively, he, he he did he did a bit better. He got a few decent crosses into the box. Um, but defensively, like you said, he he wasn't getting close enough at times, which it's unusual for him. Um, so what would you give him out of ten? I'd, I'd give him a six. I thought he was he was better than he had been midweek, obviously. But uh, the manager's putting a big onus on him. Uh, he's decided that Shaw's going to be the guy that's getting most of the crosses and taking the corners, etc. And there's nobody ahead of Juan Bissaka. I mean, that's where Sancho should play. Uh, so, uh, I mean, although he tries, we know that's the weakest part of his game, the offensive side of of the, of the, the wing. So uh, six would be good enough for me in that one, yeah. Okay, what about Harry Maguire? We, we've talked about it already. He, he had a few shaky moments one in particular was nearly led to a West Ham goal but this has been a theme of the season so far unfortunately so what would you give him well yeah Maguire got a five for me he had a particularly poor game I thought I mean uh, the managers always says that he leads by example and follow Maguire and yet the team will do well etc etc but I, I would like the uh, the partnership between Maguire and Varane to be established it was very disappointing to see uh, Varane left out in, in Switzerland and Lindelof, who for some reason yesterday wasn't even on the bench, restored. We all know in the club and the, and the, the uh, people who assess back four performances know that that partnership didn't. Why did we pay all that money and then not start Varane in the first Champions League group match? doesn't make sense. Let's give Varane and Maguire a chance to establish them. Varane was much, much better yesterday. I would give him a seven. He, he, he was responsible for the deflected goal, but that could have happened to anybody. I don't blame him specifically for that. Yeah, I don't think, that, unlike the Fred deflection against West Ham, I think he was just unfortunate there. It just came, came off his arm and into the net. Uh, but he played really well again. His, his positional play is fantastic. He... When, when a player beats him, he's got the pace to get back and make the block. He's fantastic on the ball. He brings the ball out. He spreads it left and right. So he's been very, very impressive so far, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he appears the stronger of the two there. And I mean, you don't play for Real Madrid and win 
four Champions League and all the medals that he's done by not being a good player. He, he is a classy footballer. He reads the game well. You saw two or three times yesterday where he brought the ball out of defence and was able to pass it directly to the feet of the on the left side and the right side. So he, he, there's variety to his game. And uh, if, if Maguire tightens up a wee bit, that could be a rock-solid uh, uh, defensive pair. Hopefully, yeah. yeah we want to see Maguire get, get back to his best. Uh, so Luke Shaw, um, again, he's always a, a good outlet going forward. Um, provides some brilliant crosses into the box. Um, plays one-twos with uh, the, the forwards and gets in behind. But defensively, he, 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 it's a bit questionable at times. He doesn't get close enough and doesn't doesn't block the crosses. And we seen that again yesterday. So what would you give him out of 10? Well, I'd still give him a six because of what he did at the, the other end of the pitch. Uh, and he has taken responsibility for corners and wants to set up offensive moves and, and looks for interaction with Pogba on the left specifically. But uh, he was responsible for a terrible penalty conceded. I think he was tired at that stage. It was sort of a, a lazy arm went out. Clear penalty. Nobody that I can see would doubt that that was a penalty. Uh, if that happened at the other end of the pitch, we would all want a penalty for that. So uh, that sort of takes the score down to six from, he usually gets seven, eight, nine, but he wasn't on the top of his game yesterday, I didn't think. Yeah, it was definitely a stonewall penalty. There's no way the VR was not going to give that. And uh, we thought that was it. We'd, we'd drawn the game. We, I think we all just accepted that we'd drawn the game and um, we, we're going to lose ground on Liverpool and Chelsea. But a miracle happened. The guy saved a spot kick. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Uh, Fred, uh, just another embarrassing performance. Um, uh, he, he cannot be part of our, uh, our 11. He can't, there's no way any team can win the Premier League with Fred in midfield he's just an embarrassment um, I'm sure he's a, he's a nice guy he tries hard he's tenacious but just isn't a good enough footballer at this level no definitely not he, he gets a two from me and that's been kind to the fella he definitely uh, loses the ball far too often uh, doesn't have much vision we all know he can't score goals so he's, he's the obvious weak link, and let's hope the manager finally sees that and looks elsewhere. He has a big squad, Salzgaard, 25 players. There can be other people given opportunities that haven't been given the opportunities that Fred has. So so uh, uh, disappointing too. So what about uh, Scott McTominay? Is his first game in, in four weeks. Um, probably wasn't at his best, but we've seen him at one particular incident where he... he, he he got into the opposition box and and, and created a chance uh, for himself. And even even at the end, despite his lack of match, match fitness, he was just everywhere, closing people down and getting tackles in. Um, he's a player we simply just cannot do without. Uh, so what was your thoughts on him then? Oh, he had, he had a very good game. Uh, when you consider his lack of fitness and match fitness, I'd give him a seven. Uh, he'll get much higher from me week on week as he gets better. But he's played the whole 90 minutes, which uh, tells you that the manager wasn't going to withdraw him, even though he, he, he wasn't really fit enough to play 90 minutes. He's a big part of the team. He, he believes in spurring those around him by, by, by his own personal performance. And he was one of the guys that was uh, delighted when the penalty was saved and, and United had got three points rather than one. So it's always good to have McTominay back in the team. 
And uh, Bruno Fernandes, again, everything was happening through him. He was creating chances. He was having shots on goal. Always, always dangerous. He was taking some corners that were played into good areas. Just he's just at the top of his game at the moment, and that's exactly what we need. He, despite the sign of Ronaldo, I could we'd argue that Bruno was still our talisman. Oh, the, uh, an eight for me from Bruno. I mean, the 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 the, the ball in for the, the the Ronaldo goal, just like the the one the other night on Tuesday night in Switzerland. That's top class football. He he's always on the, the lookout for people moving quickly off the ball to get behind the defence. Uh, our midfield is so tight, and as you always say, with the two defensive midfielders, the way the manager wants uh, Fred McTominay playing together, we depend on Bruno being on the top of his game because he can switch it in a minute and provide chances that the others can't. So he's a, a quality player and fully deserves an eight mark. Would have been nine if he scored. One of the few times he doesn't score, but he's always available. Yeah, we still haven't seen what will happen whenever we get a penalty when Bruno and Ronaldo are both in the team. That's going to be very interesting. So uh, Paul Pogba, what would you give him out of 10 for his forms yesterday? I thought he was he was very good. You know, he was doing what we don't associate with Pogba. Like we said earlier, he, he was putting tackles in, putting himself about, and he ended up getting himself a, a, a slight injury in, in the process. And yeah, the West Ham fans were taunting him at the end. And I think he, he was raveling in that. He was kind of winding them up a wee bit. But uh, yeah, he seems to be very, very committed at the moment. Uh, whether that's because he he wants a new contract or he wants a move, uh, we're not sure. But he is playing really well. Yeah, so I'd give Pogba a seven. I mean, he didn't complete the 90 minutes because of injury, I think. I think the manager wanted to protect him. But in the very tight situations down the left-hand wing, his interaction with Shaw was very, very good. He is a quality player and he, he can see the early pass. When he's committed, and you've made the point, he is more committed, and that shows with the interaction with his other, with his colleagues. There was a lot of uh, occasions last season where the players playing with him sort of looked at Pogba as if, as if he wasn't on the same wavelength. This is different this year. He started very well with his seven assists, and he is a classy footballer, and let's keep him on the pitch and keep him dedicated to the cause and plenty more wins for the Reds. Yeah, two seasons ago, Pogba was playing with the likes of Andres Pereira, Marcus Rojo, Daniel James. Um, you, you could see why he wasn't enthusiastic about you know staying at the club. But now he's playing with Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo, Cavani, Greenwood. So you can see why now he's probably leaning towards staying at Old Trafford because it's 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 becoming more of a world class team. And you know, two three years ago it was very very average, and and you can. At that time, you could almost you couldn't blame him for wanting to leave. Yeah, well, uh, he's getting very well paid, and the the point is that anybody who has the group to be selected and to play for our great club, you want to see them trying every game. Uh, many is an occasion where he was just strolling back in previous seasons, like it was a training fixture or a five a side match. That has changed. He's, he's committed now. He's, as you say, he's tackling people now and getting involved. So uh, if he does stay for, for a further three or four years, it'll be his final contract. He'll be looking through that agent that he has, big, big money. I'm sure the club will probably pay it, but he, he needs to be committed to the club before anybody lets him sign a new contract. 
So, uh, Mason Greenwood, uh, what do you make of his performance yesterday? He's had a fantastic season so far. He's been getting uh, plenty of goals and, and, and some assists. Um, he, he was really impressive in the, in the in August. He was definitely our player of the month. Um, today or yesterday, he didn't he didn't manage to get on the score sheet, but he he was he impressed me. Yeah, you know, he was he was taking people on. He was he, he was t- taking on shots from distance and uh, some good crosses from from that uh, right wing. So without scoring, uh, I think he had a pretty decent display. Yeah, I give him a seven. Yeah, he 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 impresses every week. He's definitely learning from the quality that's around him now, and he's not afraid to drive forward. And he played one lovely ball in, in the inside and uh, to Ronaldo at one stage. Ronaldo didn't score, but he he could have scored, and it was a very piercing ball played early. So I think the 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 likes of Ronaldo. Bruno and Cavani are having a positive effect on Greenwood. I I like to see him in the team every week. He's certainly going to be a positive player for years to come. So let's come on to Cristiano Ronaldo now. Uh, what would you give him out of uh, 10 for his performance yesterday? I'd give him an 8. You have to say his all-round uh, contribution and the, the effect he's having on the players and the atmosphere both on and off the pitch. And four goals in, in three games is a wonderful return. And he does look dangerous. I just feel that he needs more service, hopefully from Sancho on the right. And he'll get many, many goals. But certainly uh, a, a good sound performance yesterday. There was one occasion where he had a chance where a younger Ronaldo, when he turned inside, he, he, he possibly would have buried it years ago. But it's the fact that he's still getting into those creative positions that, that uh, makes the difference. Yeah, there was uh, a couple of occasions where he kind of, there's one where he, he cut in from the left wing on his right foot and it was a bit straight at the keeper. There was one where Bruno played him in lovely uh, and uh, he didn't think it over the keeper. It was saved by Fabianski. Um, but it's the fact that he gets into those positions and, and even that header that was straight at the keeper, he was right there to follow up from, from his own chance. Uh, similar to what happened at the Newcastle when uh, Greenwood shot was fumbled by the keeper, he was already on the move, anticipating that the keeper will make a mistake, and he'll get get us lots of goals that way. Similar to to Cavani. Yeah, that sort of experience that he brings from his his uh, wonderful career in Europe, you can see that he is a class finisher. He reads the balls from Bruno, and Bruno will be happy with that because a lot of times in uh, the previous season where Bruno was playing lovely balls, there wasn't anybody attacking the ball or waiting for the ball to come back off the goalkeeper. Ronaldo will do that. He knows he knows he can read it. His instinct is good, like Cavani's. So uh, he'll, he'll benefit from that, that quality, and he scores lots of goals. But let's get a decent uh, right-wing service into him, and let's see a few headers, the flashing headers like he scored uh, sadly against the Republic of Ireland, but uh, he, he he is a great header of the ball. He's a great spring to get off the ground. So let's see a lot of headers from him. Okay, we'll come on to the manager now. Uh, midweek, he, he, I, since we didn't do podcasts in midweek, I'm going to ask you, what would you give the manager You know, out of 10 for the young boys game? I'm sure it would be very, very low. And then I'll ask you to give him, give, give him a mark out of 10 for West Ham, when I'm sure it would be a lot higher. For me, if if I was given the, the manager a mark for young boys, I mean it would be a one. Uh, yesterday, I would probably give him a seven. 
Oh, well, it wouldn't be so bad as a one, I don't think, though. It was appalling, the, 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 the mystery of his substitutions. I'll be generous and give him a two. What about that? The fan base just can't understand the rationale behind its decisions. It's totally baffling. I mean, I've referred earlier to Grand being left out and, and Lindelof restored. Um, he still wants to keep Martial involved and nobody can understand that either. The, the, the breadth of talent we have in the front three for Martial to be anywhere near. I mean, Rashford won't automatically get into that with the quality that we have with uh, Cavani and R- Ronaldo and Greenwood already there. Um, he, 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 just, he doesn't relate to the press well in that when he's, when he's pressed about his rationale behind his selection and his substitutions, why does he leave it so late? He, he can't give a, a, a proper explanation, so it doesn't inspire you with confidence. Um, as regard to Mark for yesterday, I would give him uh, two more. I would give him a four simply because the, the club's 29-game uh, record away from home, which is some record. It's not any trophies, Kyle, but it is a good record that you can go away from home and not uh, take, the, take the game to them. But the decision yesterday not to play Sancho when West Ham didn't have their primary centre forward, that was a game we could have taken the game to them, scored early and got Sancho fitness and end of the game maybe... Uh, one twos with Ronaldo, and uh, the manager wasn't prepared to take that risk. We don't see him training every day. The manager can say he's not up to fitness, and that's fine. But he's not going to get any much fitness if he's continually on the bench. Just look at Donny Donny Van Beek's confidence, the way he's been isolated and frozen out of the first eleven for so long. So let's let's hope that Sancho will soon get his chance to start where he deserves to be on the right hand side and let him play 90 minutes for four, five, six games and let's see the quality he really has. Yeah, we've seen yesterday the pressure that Ollie is under when he threw that battle when the penalty was awarded to West Ham. And um, he knows it's now or never when it, when it comes to winning trophies at United. He won't get another season if he doesn't deliver this time around. So we'll have to go ahead and leave it there, Nigel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show again. Thanks very much for asking me. Talk soon. No problem at all. See you later.